Hit it. Hey! Oh! Yeah. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sex Talk with My Mom. <laughs> what do you think? Good well, intro? Corny as fuck. Corny as fuck. <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of Sex Talk with My Mom. You got the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. This is the ultimate podcast where a sex expert and self-proclaimed cougar mom talks to her stand-up comedy. Wait, let's stand-up try that comedian again. son. Thank you. You don't have to start it again. They know <laughs> that occasionally. We flub. Flub. So yeah, we talk about my my middle son, Cameron Potter. Yes, and this episode's interesting. It's just the two of us rehashing uh, what's been going on the past week. Yeah, uh, we, we do a little catch-up. We talk about uh, my my relationship with this downgrading. girl. Downgrading. from the term girlfriend. Uh, and to dating partner. To dating partner and uh, how challenging it can be to create an orgasm. Oh, yeah, that was a good discussion. Oh, yeah. I and think you guys are going to like that. We even get into your theories about uh, relationships in general, yeah. divorce. Married men. Oh. It's a, it's a juicy one. It's a juicy. So in in honor of uh, Halloween. Yes, we decided to howl. Oh. <laughs> guy's... I haven't even had caffeine, and I don't know what's going on here. That wasn't planned, but I like it. Yeah. We just did a little how for Halloween. You used to do that when you were a kid. You used to go how. I used to. Oh. No, no, that was not how you used to do it. Okay. All right. Okay. And we want Okay. It sounds like you're gargling. And we also wanted to uh, find out what you guys dressed up for Halloween as. And if you think that Halloween is a perfect opportunity to bring out that sexy, slutty, hoary side of you. Well, apparently, yours truly thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> no, Since I... yours truly tends to dress up as Playboy Bunny, prostitute. Uh, what was the last one? And I this forgot. year, it's Dominatrix. Oh yeah, Dominatrix. Yeah, I'm gonna bring out the whips and the and the handcuffs. It's gonna be fun. All right. Well, enjoy this episode. Talk to yep. you soon. Love you all. Bye. Mwah. All right. Hit it. Hit it. Na, na, na. Okay. Hi, everyone. It's Karen Lee. And Cam Poder. And welcome to Sex Talk with My Mom. That's right. That's right. So, just real briefly, one of the reasons that uh, I'm a little annoyed right now is because I was blown off by a porn star that I was supposed to interview. I don't know what there was a miscommunication. I don't know what the story is. I don't know if she was celebrating Halloween a little too early. But. Anyway, so I'm hoping to get Sadie Santana on the line in the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, I just wanted to give you a few of the little bullet points about on her, a, a few of the little talking points on Sadie. One is that she loves nudist resorts. Uh, she even coaxed her mother and little sister to come, come along with her. They ended up loving it as much as she did. Okay. And the second thing, which I found to be wildly humorous, is that she apparently caused a scandal in 2014 when she offered to blow the entire team of <laughs> the entire Lakers team if they won 47 games. Because she's, I guess, a hardcore Lakers fan. And did they did they win? 
47,000. I only got those talking points. And then that's what I didn't, that's what I, that's why I'm so bummed. I didn't get a chance to find that information out. Oh man, what a cliffhanger. Yeah, she left me hanging there. She apparently prefers anal sex uh, and sex on porn sets to relationship sex. So yeah, this would be something we need to talk about. Okay. And uh, her mother accompanied her when she signed her first adult agent Obviously, she's got an even more open communication about sex with than we do with our mother. Yeah, look at that. Maybe we can get her and her mom to come on our show. Ooh. That would be a good call. Two for the price of one. Now, here's a little interesting tidbit. She never had sex with another woman before being in porn. Okay. Can, Mom, can I, I don't mean to stop you. I do mean to stop you. No one okay. gives a shit. And no one cares about the... No one gives a shit about the, the notes. That, candy liquors. Yeah. No one okay. gives a fuck about that. Well, she was the most promising new starlet in 2014. Okay, I will. But she's not even gonna... Who knows if she's gonna be on the show? This is... You know. Okay. So why, okay. why are we talking about her now? Okay, I was just like a little bummed because I really was interested uh, I'm sorry. in the Lakers stuff. I was kind of wanting to find out more information about that. Did you take the... Uh, the tags off, off off your dogs? Yes, I did. But I have a, a big dog walking in the house right now. I saw that. Oh, Steve. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I have an update. Let's hear it. So in the last podcast, we talked about how I have a girlfriend. Yes. And, uh, well, that you know title what? has been revoked. You are not. <laughs> You've already broken up with your girlfriend? We haven't broken up. But we uh, did come to the conclusion that we were premature to jump to that term. Oh, okay. It's just we tight. are moving back. Moving. You're moving backwards. That's very odd to move back. We're moving the... backwards. Well, it was a very honest conversation. I feel, I, you know. Yeah. Shoot. Who, well, what, let's. I definitely want to hear the update. Yeah. Well, Jane Doe basically said, you know what? In the past, she, when she's had a boyfriend. They tend to be. That's like a pretty serious uh, term. Okay. You know, that's a there. There's a lot of expectation and commitment when you, when you take on that term. Sure, sure, sure. And I was like, you're you're absolutely right. And she's like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page as to what that means for you. And I was like, I have never called anyone my girlfriend before, so right now it means whatever is currently going on. Right. It's a friend. That's a girl. It's a it's, yeah. It's whatever you want to call that. So yeah. It's an interesting so and, and uh, you know so so we're uh, revoking it we're taking we're it revoking. away. Cam no longer has a girlfriend. He uh, has he has a uh, a dating partner. We, yeah, I have a dating partner. Might be a lady friend, a uh, a, a, a very close friend. A friend with <laughs> benefits. So who knows who knows what what we are? But why do we have to label it anyway? What, what's the point of that? Screw the labels. Screw labels. I agree, and uh, I don't think it makes a big difference. In, I mean, has have your feelings changed towards her? No, and I told her it's it's better that we don't have this kind of pressure. Yeah, no pressure. That the term doesn't define our relationship, but rather our relationship defines the term that we use. Wow. Yeah, you like that? Sure. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's that's and you know maybe she felt a little pressure because we had dinner the other night and then all of a sudden you're calling her your girlfriend maybe she felt a little like stage five clingerish yeah she thought I was a stage five yeah clinger. yeah which is kind of ironic because you're usually like running for the hills when anybody even comes close to being clingy that's exactly right so, so. Uh, yep that title has been revoked 
we and are downgrading, okay. downgrading to, from girlfriend to <laughs> somewhere in the gray. Yes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> now, are you upset at all about? I mean, no, I, I'm actually quite it. happy. No, I'm quite happy that we had the discussion. I, I'm glad that she was able to be open with me. And yeah. Okay, that's good. But do, do you feel like her feelings might have changed? I have no idea. Do you care? Do I, I? I care about her feelings, but I have no idea if they've they've changed it. I, I don't think she was disappointed that that we were. Mm-hmm. That she was the one that initiated the discussion. Maybe maybe she was hoping that I said, "Yeah, we're gonna." I, yeah, but that would have been, you know, it's too. You don't want to force it, right? You know. Wow. Okay. No. No. No biggie. But You're, downgraded. Another another um, update update in response to our podcast. One of my friends from a long time ago. Will called me up and he gave me some useful advice. What did he say? He said that I've been living in this space where I've I've almost pathologized myself as this neurotic, anxious, uh, experienceless man who struggles with women. And by doing that, maybe I get some laughs in my comedy, but... It does it perpetuate the cycle of me being that insecure. Like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. How am I ever going to be better at sex if I have this this idea yeah. in my mind that I am this this type of guy? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't show a lot of confidence. No, and and I think it could it could pigeonhole me into that that area. So unless you're able to separate your your stage persona with your true self exactly exactly but even even off the stage like right now we're we're on the podcast i I think he he got that impression from the podcast so clearly i was taking that to this as well this area as well so i'm having trouble separating that so adding this to the constitution we need it we need we need we need a, a, a name for this maybe no uh uh don't be a bitch boy maybe is that a good one? Don't be a bitch boy? No. What, what does that mean, don't be a bitch boy? Don't pathologize yourself. Don't... Uh, yeah, well, me too, right? Yeah, you go by the same. You don't need to yeah. pigeonhole yourself as this uh, crazy outlandish cougar. You can you know, yeah. you know, can be grounded and emotional and caring as well. Well, I, I think I've kind of worked on that because I'm changing the definition of cougar. And that's right. That's right. That's right. That's so, right. So basically, uh, I think it, it really gets back to being in the present. If I'm not currently feeling like the anxious right. self-loather, then why am I saying that I am yeah. the anxious yeah. self-loather? Well, I think what you've been doing is like trying to identify, like, for example, when we interviewed, um, uh, did he give out his name? I can't remember. The dwarf. When we interviewed oh, yeah. him... I think you wanted to have him feel comfortable, right? Aligning uh, with you, so you remembered or you brought back those memories of when you were awkward and yeah, and diffi- had difficulty with women. Although it sounded like if you were single again, that you'd still be uncomfortable with this approaching a woman in a bar. I'm not sure what if that was the real you or not. I don't think that was the real. I think I was being inauthentic, ah. and I think I should. Oh. Yeah, I think I should. I should should have talked more about the fact that perhaps in the past I was like that. But moving forward, I hope to not be like that. And I think that this relationship that I'm currently in is helping me get to that point. Of course it is. And this podcast. The podcast is, is uh, 
I think it. I think it is bringing a lot to light. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad that you uh, have identified an issue and are not going to go. So if I hear you doing that, I'll, I'm going to give you a signal of some sort. You call me out, listeners. If you if you listen to me doing that, you call me out. Everyone yeah. has permission to call me out. When he acts like Woody Allen or Larry David or a combination of both. That's right. That's right. But there's right. some there's some value there. But I just think it it is making me a little hard. It it it, it will make my life harder if I continue to play that type of character. Yeah. Okay. And who? Why? Why am I playing a character on the show? I should I should play uh, me. You should be you. I I gotta be me. I gotta be me. You know there was an old song that I gotta be me. All right. Anyway. Um. So. You, you have any updates on your end? I have updates. I definitely have updates. Uh, a friend of mine is getting divorced. Okay. Another friend. They're dropping like flies these days. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good just... thing. Some. I think what happens is sometimes. Um. I think that, especially men. They go through like this midlife crisis. I know it sounds cliche, but I think that's that's what happens. And they think they can, you know, find someone who's gonna, you know, spark up the end of their life, and uh, they leave their wives, and it kind of sucks. So you think that some of these divorce can be divorces can be prevented? Do I think they can or be prevented? Not, or they're not I think founded? They're, 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 they're unfounded. People can look for something better, but I think that they're probably gonna find something similar unless they change themselves. Hmm. Stop looking at the problems outside. Look at the problems inside. Inside, yeah. Like and that. You can look at like this fantasy of, oh, the grass is greener on the other side, but it most likely is not. Because, you know, you're dating someone else's, you know, rejects, if you want to put it that way, or dating someone else's person who hasn't. Uh, you know, gotten their shit together. So you know that's very surprising. I would actually, I, I would assume that you would be like, you know, empower yourself. If you're not enjoying the relationship, get the fuck out. Well, but this is I, not doesn't sound like what you're saying. Yeah, because I think that sometimes you get out because you, you know you have some sort of revelation and you really didn't like try to work on things in your marriage before you jump ship. Ah, uh, interesting. Or, you know, or, or my big problem is really just if you have an affair to try to rekindle your youth or whatever it is. And then you start believing that affair, that affair is, you know, such a great thing. And, you know, you're not, you're not helping anybody by doing that kind of thing. So, so are you saying I'm a big, I mean, I have a big problem with people who have affairs. I, I think that if you want to get out, get out, but at least, you know, try to work it out first. If it doesn't work out, then get out first before you start, you know, so going down that road. Do you think it's possible for someone to have an affair and to maintain their relationship even afterwards? If the if the affair is is consensual. I mean if it if okay. If if say you're saying I'm having issues, I feel like I need to go out and find myself, find, you know, sex with someone else and both parties agree, I got no problem with it. Do I think that's going to work? No. But <laughs> Do I think that after someone has like a midlife crisis and they go out and, you know, have sex with whoever and come back to the the person that they were with, do I think that's right or is going to work out or whatever? I think that's going to be a difficult road to... So uh, so basically, the affair is just always a bad idea. It's always I better to is. end... Always better to end the relationship. Yeah, before. don't you? Oh, yeah, of course. But, yeah. I, you know, you you tend to take a more liberal standpoint than I do. I don't take a liberal standpoint about uh, affairs. I, I, I'm big on trust. 
trust is essential. And so, you, no, I don't take a liberal. I, I take a liberal standpoint on, hey, if both parties are into like swinging, I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I even had a guy write to me on YouTube, did a whole video about this, how he has a younger wife. She was, maybe he had an older wife. No, he had a young, he had a wife his age, and she just wanted to fool around with a young guy. And he said, go for it. Oh. And he got off on hearing the stories about it. They, she even brought him back to the house and it helped their, their sex life. And they were both on the same page about it and caused a big stir on my YouTube channel because a lot of people are like, what? That can't be. This is bullshit. And, but then there were some people that said, yeah, we did the same thing. So hmm. I, got no, I got no restrictions. If, if Whatever people work out, and it can change, it can be fluid, whatever people work out in their relationship over time is great. So you know? I, I actually spoke to someone who was a fan of our podcast he called me up to congratulate really? us, congratulate hey. us, and I asked him why it was so interesting to him that why uh-huh. why he was such a fan. And he said, right now, sex is a big topic for him because he ended this like five year relationship with a woman he really loved because they weren't sexually compatible. They weren't interested. They weren't for some really? reason. And and it, he said he was turned on by her, but it wasn't it wasn't in the Cute. reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's pretty remarkable that that one component could be such a big reason. It's a to, huge component. Yeah. I, and it, it's huge. Is that grounds enough to lead to a breakup? If it can't be resolved, probably. Because it's more than sex. It's intimacy. You know, I know, I know someone who just didn't feel like she wanted to even kiss her husband. Hmm. So I think, it, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What what do you what do you think? How would you like to be in a sexless or or intimacyless relation? I mean, I guess I, sh- I shouldn't put them together because you can be like buddies and cuddle and stuff like that. But would you like to be without any chemistry? That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it it is quite yeah, that would it sucks big time. Right. And and it it gets harder over the years because no matter who you are, you just start, you know, losing that pitter patter pitter patter interest. Yeah. In fact, this is it it's interesting that even in my budding relationship, I'm concerned already that somehow there's not a compatibility there. Because really? a little bit. Why? She has not had an orgasm with me, mm. and it doesn't seem to be that much of an issue to her, but for me, it's a big issue. Mm. For, for me, it suggests that we're both not getting the same thing out of sex. Well, does, is she capable of getting orgasm on her own? Yes. So it behooves a conversation. Yeah, well. As to how she can do that, maybe she could start by doing that in front of you. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, shoot. My boss is calling me. God damn it. <laughs> right in the middle right of Right now? Important. Are you kidding? No. Topic. Decline. I'm declining the call. You're declining the call. <laughs> I hope he's not listening to the podcast. <laughs> it wasn't actually my boss. It was his oh. agent. Okay. Just his agent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Decline the call. Declined. You're becoming much more assertive. Yeah. Decline the call. This is critical information. We were just getting to the, like, the deepest we were, part of the conversation. We, oh, we were this getting is, to something heavy duty. This is okay. heavy duty. Yes. So she's supposed to masturbate in front of me so that yep. I can understand. Yep. 
Wow. I'm going to suggest that to her? One suggestion. You know, if she's comfortable doing that. How is that? Is that supposed to train me or is that going to, is that supposed to just make her more comfortable doing that in front of me? Both. I mean, there could be, I mean, with that, the main thing is that you need to figure out how you can do that to her or with her. I mean, it doesn't, listen, if she's able to have an orgasm on her own with you, what difference does it make if you provide it for her or not? You shouldn't take that as like, oh, I'm not good enough. Okay. If she's able to do that with a vibrator in front of you, you'd probably still be turned on. She'd get her orgasm and then you guys can have sex and it'd be great. I mean, there's a lot of different options out there. I'm not saying you should just give like up. I feel like it should be like a a a, uh, a symbiotic relationship. It doesn't have to be though, and it, and that it's like she's she's having. What's what's the good of that? Well, first of all, it depends on if it's a problem for her. She claims it's not a problem for her. Okay, so that's the most important. Information. It's a problem for me. Because you're feeling inadequate. That's your wah, wah, wah. No, feel- it's not inadequacy. <laughs> it's a feeling that I, not. it has nothing to do with my ego being bruised. I can't allow this, uh, to, that I'm not turning her on enough. It has nothing to do with that. It has okay. entirely to do with the fact I feel bad that she is not getting as much out of this experience as I am. That this is basically an experience for me now and not for her. Okay, first of all, there's all kinds of enjoyment throughout the whole sexual process that has nothing to do with an orgasm. I mean, I guess long- it, 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 I think that, and that's an area where guys and, and girls have different right, opinions because right. for, for a guy, de- the climax is definitely the most important part. Exactly. I, at truthfully, least for me, I'll say for me, it's, it's yeah. definitely what we're, we're working towards. You're striving towards, towards that. Right. And you would not be comfortable if like you were just stopped in the middle without coming. And, and I think women do like to have orgasms during sex. I mean, not necessarily during the act of sex, but before intercourse or after intercourse. But whatever the case may be, the, you, you're still in a new relationship and she's just maybe not there yet. And if you can get her to actually have an orgasm in front of you, um, I think that's a really good start. You can watch. You can j- chime in with her. The fuck is chime in? I mean, it's like you can like she could say, "Hey, this is what I like to do. I like to put my finger right here on the left side, and the and I get this tempo." So you, you, know, you know, weasel my way into that. Well, no, you're you're. It's kind of like to, you know a way to play together. Okay. There's so many different things you can do. All like, right. So you can like suggest having her use a vibrator, and you can join in orally. There's so there's just like a lot of different options there that you can play around with. And every time you do it, you can try different things until something works and something is an orgasm with you present. And first, you got to be present when she's having an orgasm. And then. Oh, very interesting. In, yeah. And then you know, we can move into me actually participating. Be involved in it or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't make it an issue because then she's going to be really like the more you make something an issue, the more she's going to have a hard time having that. What, orgasm. She, what is she? I'm going to tell her not to listen to this podcast? It's an issue. No. Now it's an issue that's that's raised. This is an issue. <laughs> She's going to hear this. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I, I think Jane Doe, you'll like what I'm having to say here. <laughs> and if you don't, you, you'll talk about it with him. You'll talk, you, you two together, we'll talk about it. Okay, what can we do about this? Has she ever had an orgasm with a guy? Has that guy ever given her an orgasm, I should say? Have you yeah. asked her? I think I did. I think she said uh, never through sex, only orally. Okay, first of all, most women are not going to have a vaginal orgasm. That it's it's the clitoris is a mini penis. 
So it would be like you trying to have an orgasm without your penis involved. With just my balls or something like that. Yeah, j- yeah, no, yeah. Just suck my balls. You're not going to get an orgasm, okay? So that's the kind of same thing with intercourse with women. So if you want to have her come, she somehow or another, you have to be involved with her clitoris. Okay, so likely it, it's not going to involve sex. It's it could. Involve- okay, let's say, let's say you are laying on your back and she's on top of you, facing you, and she's playing with herself while you're inside of her, mm. and she has an orgasm that way. Interesting. Or using a vibrator while you're having sex, the same exact way that I just said that. Um, or, yeah, or just giving an orgasm before you have sex. But the vaginal orgasm is hard to achieve. Very few people can position so that the only reason that I think people, and I could be wrong about this because I, I don't have a degree in sex ed, but I think the people that say that they have vaginal orgasms are the ones who can position it so while they're having sex, their clitoris is being rubbed against the guy somehow or another, his body. Mm, so, mm. so in other words, the friction or whatever is t- somehow touching that clitoris. I see, I see. It's, it's, everyone has different anatomy, and that's why women really need to know their own anatomy and how, it, yeah. how, how they fit. And that's why the penis size is bullshit, because sometimes the bigger the penis, the less friction you'll have, or vice versa. So Interesting. There's so much involved with that, but the main thing is like to not put so much pressure on her having that orgasm as much as like just having fun together. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so hopefully she won't listen to this episode. <laughs> she, she, even if she does, though, th- this is going to help. Okay. I, all women do want to have an orgasm. Nobody wants, first of all, I hate when people fake orgasms. It's like ridiculous. This, yeah, in our first episode, we talked about this. This is my first concern right off the bat. You are training. You are training someone that what not to do by faking an orgasm. Oh, last time when I blew in her ear, she had an orgasm. Well, why isn't it working this time? <laughs> so if you start having an orgasm and someone's like, you know, licking your earlobe and not touching any other part of your body, you're doing yourself a very big disservice. Can I chime in here? Chime. Not in the chime the way that you were discussing before, I, but I, she, so. We've had an, we've had experiences where I'll do something that she likes or vice versa, but if I if I indicate to her that that that's good or she indicates to me that that's good, then it kind of gets in our minds that oh if he does in the future he's just doing it because he knows this turns me on or you know kind of yeah I kind of heard, I've heard that too I've heard that too um, with my boyfriend that um, he knows that I know he likes when I lick his earlobes. So he he knows if I'm going for that, that I'm, you know, going to make things happen. So you know, it's it becomes the uh, you know a thing. Yeah, it becomes a thing, potency. and it kind of loses its its potency, or it right. loses its the special. So just, yeah, its special quality. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, again, you don't have to use the same techniques every time, and you can find new erogenous zones on everybody's body all the time too. Erogenous zones. There's a ton of them all over. What are, what is an erogenous zone? Erogenous zone are parts of your body that are, you know can turn you on sexually. It may not even have to do with uh, the triangle, as the, as porn star Derek Pierce always says, "nipple nipple, pussy." It doesn't have anything to do with that. It could be like you know, like behind the ear, or someone like, some people like having their toes sucked, or you know, it could be behind your knee, or it could be your belly button. It could be all kinds of parts of your body that are, you know, gotcha. That turn ons. Very interesting. All right. 
got this was supposed to be like a two minute like check in, and this check-in. turned into quite a, a little discussion. Therapy talk with mom. Yeah. Oh, there there was one other thing that was pretty interesting from our discussion about uh, the girlfriend talk, mm-hmm. which was that we acknowledged that the rate at which we're seeing each other is good, and it's not that it's there's some. Space? There's a little space in there. Yeah, we're not seeing each other daily. We're seeing each other maybe every two or three days. And uh, we both. What was exciting was that we both acknowledged that that's a good. It, I hope she was being honest with me. I think she yeah. was. That, it seems like she's very honest with you. Yeah. Well, who knows though? <laughs> you never know. You never know what's going on in anyone's mind. But. Here's the thing. I don't know if I ever talked on the show, and I may want to save it for another episode about my theory about trimesters in a relationship. Go but, for it. Why are oh. you going to save it? Well, because, you know, I don't want to blow my watt, so to speak. <laughs> well, if it ties <laughs> in here, you can, you can okay, repeat so, it in the future. So when it comes to relationships, I always think of it as sort of like a pregnancy with the three trimesters, although it's not three months, three months, three months. could be three years, three years, three years. It could be three days, three days, three days. But the first trimester, and I wrote an article about this, it's in my book. Um, so the first trimester is when you first like meet someone, and you're like, you know, all the little. You only see like this unbelievable person. Like your heart's racing, and the person's, you know, it's a lot of lust going on there. Infatuation. Infatuation the stage, yeah, where you just kind of don't see any of the negatives, hmm. and uh, if you do see them, they're like, oh, that was nothing. And the middle, the mid, middle trimester was, that's when all the, the little red flags start popping up, you know, like, oh, well, that guy's been drinking a lot or, you know, hmm. <laughs> this girl hasn't bathed in three weeks. So is this a red flag <laughs> or, you know, some things that are things that just annoy you in general, you know, does she always have to pick her teeth at the table, hmm. you know, something like that. So the, the middle trimester is like when, when you start, you're still into the person, but you start seeing a lot of these like. You see, you see through the cracks in the facade. You see these things for what they are. You see the real person's coming out. And then the last trimester is if you can accept that, that those flaws. So this and, is usually from nine months and on? No, I didn't say that. I just said, I call it the trimesters, but it's really. These are I, three phases that people yeah, go through. Yeah, three phases. And I, I credit this to Glenn Johnson. <laughs> You're... I, I'm, yeah, my, my gay decorator, Glenn, who I love. <laughs> Uh, he was the one who told me about his, his uh, you know, three-month, three-month, three-month thing. And I thought, oh, I can really take that and run with it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I really believe, though, that if you can get to that, that third trimester. And what happens in the third trimester? Third trimester is when you, like, accept the flaws that you see are there. Now, if they're, like, abusive, obviously, you've got to end it in this moment that you see something you know if it, there's any kind of abuse going on and if there's like an addiction going on or if there's any major things going on that you just can't accept that's why relationships don't go on past that second trimester but in the third trimester it's whether or not you guys can anybody can work through um knowing each other's flaws because there are flaws in every mm-hmm. one of us except yours truly <laughs> <laughs> but there are flaws in everybody so it's whether or not you can accept them and, and have a really qu- a good quality relation because we're all human. Yeah. We're all going to have flaws. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting that uh, it, this kind of gets back to the idea of seeing flaws in other people. It also exposes flaws within you if you're getting riled by their supposed flaws, alleged flaws. Yes. 
how you react to the flaws. Exactly. Right. So that it's like, the same thing with the divorce. You know, is it the other person that's really that bad or is it what's going on in you that's causing the that's divorce? Fun? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's funny, your trimester, your your fa- three phases theory uh, maps, it's the same thing in uh, business management. I took a class all about this, and they really? said all organizations go through three phases, norm, forming, storming, and norming. Your, okay. your first, the, the group forms, uh-huh. that's the first phase. Second uh-huh. phase, they start storming. That's this, they start, you know, getting there's there's disagreements and uh-huh. in people's work working styles, and then the third phase is is norming. You develop norms in which, okay, this is how the group functions. This is given ah. what we have. This is how we're going to move forward. So, but those are also re- just so those are the relationships. Rel- relationships, not platonic relationships, but the relationships. Yeah, organization, just a bunch of relationships, all in one. Yeah. Yep. So you're 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 dead on, Moot. I'm dead on. That's so cool. Yeah, that's cool. Well, okay then. I think we got a lot covered. I think this in is a short a, amount of time. Yeah, this little catch up turned into a full blown episode. Yeah, jeez, Louise. <laughs> well, happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, I hope you had a lovely Halloween. I hope you do or did. Um, yeah, I, I'm think I'm gonna be. I was gonna be at Khaleesi. From Game of Thrones, because she's talking about a cougar. She, she, I mean, she's a powerful, confident woman. Man, she can, she's got dragons to boot. So I was going to be Khaleesi. But now I decided that's not sexy enough for me, because I always have to dress in the most horse, sexiest, provocative outfit I can find. So I decided wait, 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 to... Wait, can we stop there and ask, get to the <laughs> well, root of why that is? Because that's, that's what I like to do. It's my one night a year I can really do that and not have to feel like, ooh, I'm being horror sluttiest or whatever else it is that. Uh, That's good. You know, Mike, th- this girl, this not girlfriend, lady, whatever. Jane Doe. Jane Doe. She tells me that I should, because I said I want to be a succulent. <laughs> uh, a, a cactus? <laughs> yes. And she cactus said. Cactus boy comes to life again? <laughs> Cactus boy comes Can we to tell life. That story? Yeah, but one, yeah, yeah. So basically, I said I wanted to be a succulent. She said, "How about you do something that is like a, you know, you take advantage of the fact that this is Halloween. This is the one night a year you can dress like something." See, something Jane, else. no one I think the same. She thinks How the same. You? And then I said, "Well, no other day a year do I get to dress like a succulent. So this is exactly what I'd like to be." <laughs> What are your thoughts? You also told you. You also said something about you wanted to be a salt and pepper shaker. I mean, I, I know. Well, I thought it was just. I thought it was funny if I went as a rogue salt salt shaker without okay. my yeah. <laughs> adorning pepper. Okay. All right. You know, no one else finds it funny as much as I do. Okay. So okay, can we do the cactus boy story real quick? The cactus. This is <laughs> back to your insecure days. Well. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add about your oh, Halloween so costume? so I ended up deciding, based on our interviews lately with the dominatrix fetishes, oh. that I should go as a dom. Oh, and I am going to wow. wear like a bustier with black leather pants and I'll bring a whip and handcuffs and who knows what's going to happen. It's oh, going to just be fun. Sweet Jesus. There you go. So uh, my mother is going as dominatrix and I'm going as... A succulent. 
Actually, I, to be honest, I could—I don't think I could get my act together in time to make a succulent costume. I looked into it, and it would require a lot of work on my end, sewing, whatnot. And I just, in order to do the costume justice, I wouldn't have time to do it. So instead, I'm thinking about going as either um, a giant dildo. No, not a, a not not a giant dildo. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about the succulent. Chucky Finster, a one of the Rugrats. Okay. A jester, because I have that costume. Okay. Or a sexy Bernie Sanders. The sexy Bernie Sanders just dawned on me after you started talking about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Sexy Bernie Sanders is actually growing on me. Yeah, your brother is uh, one of the anchormen. Oh, that's, anchor, what anchor, a bro. What a yeah, bro. He's a bro. and Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. He's broing out with his bros. That's exactly right. He's got a hot girlfriend, by the way. I don't know if he wants us to share about this. Oh, yeah. He said he wants us to share no, on the no, podcast no. about his hot girlfriend. No, he he said that uh, she's hot. Wow. I don't know if he wants me to Look share at, that. He yeah. did say I could share, and I think we should put this in, uh, when he walked in when I was interviewing uh, Kendra Lust, the porn star. He oh, did wow. say I could share that on our podcast. It's extremely awkward. It's so funny. It's adorbs. All right, it's we're cool. gonna we're gonna uh, we'll put in the we're inserting. Please enjoy this audio segment of my mother interviewing a porn star, Kendra Lust, in her her house as her twenty year old son entered to find her doing this. <laughs> yes, enjoy. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. <laughs> all right, okay. you could you could tell all your friends you talked to Kendra Lust. Well, He's give me the talk of the town. <laughs> Where are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Sorry, I'm all a little disheveled, but it's okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, Any questions for her about the porn industry? I haven't. I haven't had a lot of thought about talking to a porn star lately, so. Doesn't crush your mind. No, nothing. But it wouldn't surprise you that I would be. No, not not even slightly. <laughs> Mom's pretty awesome, just so you know. She is. She is. Very cool. Well, anyway. All right. Well, we can think of something. Come on back in. All right. All right. Great. Nice to meet you. Okay. So I hope you had fun with that one. Jeremy was very comfortable in that. Yes, he was. Okay. Well, how many 20-year-olds can say that they talked to one of the most popular female porn stars out there? Yeah. I I don't know many that, that could say that, and I... I think he did quite well, given the yeah. circumstances. There are perks to having a mom who interviews porn stars. <laughs> so back to your story of Cactus Boy. Okay, Cactus Boy. All right. So we're sitting in my favorite restaurant in yeah. Los Angeles. My mother Pache. is visiting. We're sitting in Pache. And well, we... there's more. It was our whole family. It was the four of us. Yeah, right? the whole family yeah. is sitting there. And... Um, I have, we had a very attractive waitress there, and some people like to call them server. And uh, that day, I had purchased two little cacti, <laughs> two little cacti, and two little succulents. Two little succulents. I needed a, a tray for it. I was looking all over for a tray. So when the attractive <laughs> server brought us the check, it came in this very nice little wooden tray. So, my mom decided to ask if 
the tray was for sale. Something she had never asked, been asked before. Said, the server was taken aback, and she said, "What? It, what is the the tray for?" And she, my my points him, and she she goes, "Oh, you know, he just bought two little beautiful little cacti, and <laughs> he wants the tray to put them in." Granted, that wasn't the most macho way of of showing you off, but not a great wing mom, not a great wing mom. So anyway. I'm still mustering up the courage throughout the whole meal. I'm mustering up the courage to ask this server out because she's a great personality. She's very attractive. We a little older than you at the time, I believe. A little older than me. You were like, what, 21? No, I wasn't in, in college. I was like 23, probably. Okay, 23. So basically. And she was probably like 35. Yeah. I needed to do it. My, you were pushing me to do it. Everyone was pushing me to do it. So I wrote down on the table, the the butcher paper that was on our table, my number, and then signed it. <laughs> it said, my number, call me Cactus Boy. Cactus Boy. And unfortunately, I received no calls from that. <laughs> Cactus Boy... Was rejected again. Was rejected once again. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought she, she should call. I, I don't know why. She, sh- she should have called you. I mean, she, I mean if, granted, she could have been married with like three kids and... You know, yeah, but uh, very burly husband. But at least you made the attempt. I made the attempt. If you and don't make the attempt, you will never know. That's right. I don't You'll regret it. Me. Although no. every time we do go back to that restaurant, I do worry that she's going to be our server now. Well, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Like you know, one of these days when you guys get married, she could tell the story of how you guys met. <laughs> <laughs> three years prior. He just came in for an innocent meal, left leaving with the $5 tray. They sold it to us. Yeah, we did buy it. Do you still have it? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm not getting rid of the, the cactus tray. <laughs> okay. All cactus right. Boy rises again. That's right. All right. So why don't you dress as Cactus Boy for Halloween? I wanted to go as a succulent. Oh, but Cactus Boy would be even better. Like you can walk around holding two cacti. <laughs> That is so funny. Cactus Boy. Holding two cacti. Yeah, you could wear it just all in green. It'll be great. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I know. <laughs> People, I guarantee, no matter where you go, there will never be another Cactus Boy there. You will have that distinction. I will put money on that. You will have the distinction of being the only Cactus Boy at any party in West Hollywood anywhere. You're exactly right. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. this has been a lovely episode of Sex Talk with My Mom. One of the best. And thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes to this podcast. Download yeah. it. Share it with it your subscribe? friends. Share yes. with your loved ones. Share with yeah. people you dislike. Share with everyone in your life. And go ahead and check out Karen Lee Potter show on YouTube. That's right. I, I shared it with my yoga instructor who then decided to tell me the next class that I have a smoking hot mom. Yeah. Female or male? A male, which is, oh. to be quite honest, is not what you want to hear going into a yoga class. <laughs> okay. You'll get over it. <laughs> you get over when they, in your dorm, you had a picture of me and you, and someone asked you if I was your prom date. Yep, that happened multiple times. Okay. I like that you store all these and you're like Rolodex oh, of yeah. compliments. Anytime I'm feeling the least bit insecure, I remember these things. That's good. Yeah. Keeps, uh, keeps the old cougar blood flowing. 
All right. Anyway, we love you all. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Mm -hmm.